to Random Gaming Toolkits, Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Having a having a good day, actually, which is nice, um, especially in these in this day and age. Um, what have uh, you been playing in the last week or so? Uh, not much. I've been sticking with the uh, the Ring Fit. It's definitely getting into the area where there's more and more varied exercises, so I can definitely see the enjoyment value for that. Um, past that, there really hasn't been a whole lot that's been uh, caught, you know, catching my interest as something that I might want to play. So, okay, what's what's the best thing you've uh, done on the on that? Like the best activity? Uh, I don't really think there's a best activity because it's all kind of the. I mean, it's all exercise, so. Um, it's one of those things that you just kind of work with it. So okay. So what what sort of things do you like do with it? Uh, I like the fact that it's um, you know, it it, it varies. It you know keeps it going. Um, it makes sure that you're not really kind of you don't have the option. Well, you do have the option, but you don't have to have the option of doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um with the exercises i mean obviously rpg wise it's very minimal i mean there's some coin collecting um that you use to spend to get better gear but it's pretty linear in that there's like buffs that you can get for like one-off items but again that's fairly linear as well um so it's okay i mean it's obviously like i said last time geared for someone way younger than myself (laughs) uh, which i knew going in but uh, uh you know other than that it's it's a perfectly fine game, so... Okay. Do you think I would like it? I don't know. I got it because I wanted, you know, more... wanted to be more physically active, and this time of year where I live, that's not going to happen because it's 22 degrees outside, so it's below freezing right now. Right, right. Um, honestly, I don't know. It's just, It's just one of those games that you'll either like it or you don't, mm-hmm. and there's not really a, a thing on that, so... Okay, cool. Um, so what have I, what have I been playing? Um, I remember talking last week about the Dark Pictures game, which I quit because I found it boring. I did uh, talk about that already last week. Finished Spider-Man a couple of weeks ago, so I finished that. Um, what game was it? Oh yes, yes. I was, I was just trying to jog my, jog my own memory there. Um, Job Simulator. I finally got it to actually work, <laughs> which has taken a long time. Uh, I had to go through some ridiculous things to to get it working. Uh, so basically, right, um, as you go into my... Just to sort of explain the layout of my room a little bit, which I'll need to do in order to explain what I had to do. As you go into my room, on the left, there's, like, uh, the wardrobe, and there's some, you know, some shelves and, and stuff like that, uh, which has got some DVDs and, and collectibles and that kind of thing on it. On the right is the bed, and then in, in, at the end of the bed is where, you know, TV, PlayStation, all that kind of stuff is. Um, and then as you keep walking forward, there's, like, a chair that I put things on, like clothes and, and controllers and stuff like that. Um, and then, obviously, there's the, the window at the end there. Um, so what I usually do, alright, where the bed and the TV is, I usually turn the PlayStation camera to where it's facing the wardrobe, because that, that's where there's the walkway in my room, because mm-hmm. I, I, I stand up to play VR because I get more room and that kind of thing. I did used to sit down for certain games, because I was able to a bit more, but uh, mo- most games that I've been playing for about the last year or so have required a bit more space, such as things like Blood and Truth and Iron Man VR and, you know, th- this uh, 
job simulator game. Um, I kept trying to sync it up the the normal way to where I was using my normal space. And then I kind of looked around my room a little bit and kind of thought like, okay, if I point the camera, like, like what way could I move the camera to where I could make more space out of my room? Because my room is, I'm actually surprised the amount of VR, VR games I've been able to play in my room because it is a small room. Um, but I've I've been able to kind of get away with things and, and, and that kind of stuff uh, in terms of, I've, I've gotten a bit lucky space-wise with VR because if my room had been like any smaller, I probably wouldn't have been able to play certain games. Um, which would have which would have been a shame. Um, but I sort of looked around the room and thought like, okay, where can I point the camera to where I can get even more room? And I really had to kind of think about it. What I had to do was get this stool thing, um, put it in front of my door, <laughs> which isn't a great idea, but it's kind of what I had to do. Uh, put the PlayStation camera on that, turn it slightly towards the right to where it's sort of like aiming at the bed so that the space above the bed, I can use that for a bit of like, arm space if you will um mm -hmm. so like when i'm reaching to the left of certain areas i can reach on like shelves and that kind of thing um and then the room that would be to the right would be next to where the wardrobe is there's a little bit more room there um but it's mainly a distance thing as well there was a slight bit more distance i was able to add because where i usually have the playstation camera on top of the playstation when i put that to the right and then put it further back um next to my next to my door it was further back a bit more um because yeah the basically job simulator is very very difficult and it's it's quite um fiddly for the space that you need um and to sort of sync it up and that is is quite difficult because you'll need to be like reaching behind you and beside you and below you and you know basically all around you uh to to do certain things um so yeah got that got that working it, it took it took a long time um i had to sort of rearrange a few wires so that i could make the playstation camera wire more sort of free um so that i could actually put it to where i wanted it to um the actual game itself i really did enjoy now that i've finally been able to play it and that um i played the demo which is what level was the demo uh that's the desk job um that you you're able to do just like a paper company sort of thing and uh, that's quite a short demo, it's about 20 minutes, and because I was actually able to play the game this time, um, I was able to, you know, actually see what it was like. I really, really enjoyed it, I bought it straight away, um, I wasn't able to, to rent it through through Boomerang, so I bought it, which was £15, quite good. There's four different scenarios you can basically do, you've got um, the desk job, but when you do the desk job in the full game, it's more of an extended version of it. Um, there is an auto repair shop for like cars and things. There is uh, a store clerk for like you know when people come in to buy drinks and newspapers and you know that that sort of place. And then there is what's the other one? Um, oh yes, yeah, so, uh, a um a chef that that you have to do. So like you're you know grilling stuff and cooking things and making people drinks and that so they're all quite varied scenarios and obviously the the car mechanic is a bit more different to the other things because with the other three things you're kind of behind the counter serving people stuff whereas with the with the car mechanic one you're actually like you know taking batteries out and putting petrol in cars and you know all that kind of thing so uh it's quite good i've done um two and a half of the scenarios so i'm on to the onto the third one um so yeah, it's it's been pretty good so far. Any questions about the game or anything? 
Uh, no, I gotta admit, I've always been confused about playing a game where you actually do a job, like an actual, <laughs> actual job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's more a me thing than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it did kind of give me a bit of insight into some of those jobs, especially, like, um, with the chef one, where someone would say, like, oh, I want this done this very specific way in Ken, like, oh, I've got, you know, little Timmy, my son, or whatever, and, uh... He wants this uh, pizza, but he's allergic to this and that, and you've got to like cook him food a different way. And um, I can kind of see some of the frustration <laughs> behind those jobs uh, as well. Um, and there's with the what job was it? Uh, not with the what job was it? With 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 the store one that you do, where you're serving people drinks and newspapers and that. With that one and with the chef one you do get a lot of sort of like varied customers to where they obviously have demands off you that, that that they want for for different things they want to buy but i think the one with the most picky customers has got to be the probably the chef one because they want things done a certain way and and all that kind of thing so um so yeah but it's it's oddly quite good um it is a bit weird to sort of okay you, you know usually you play games to get away from you know your, your normal job and stuff and i'm doing kind of the opposite which is uh to play a game to to experience those sort of things um because some of those jobs i've i mean i've kind of done i've been behind a like counter before serving people things um i've been in a warehouse before and i've done like it jobs and that sort of thing um i've never done like you know car mechanic stuff because i don't really know anything about cars or much about cars um I have done like chef things before. I I, w I went to college to do, to do like cooking and and that sort of stuff. I, d I still don't know why I actually did that, but that's one of the things in life where you do it, and then later down the line you think, okay, why why does I bother sort of doing doing that? But uh, I I had a little bit of um, you know knowledge of some of those things going in, but uh, some of them I'd never done before. So um, I I've almost finished. I don't think it would take me too much longer to finish, but um, it was good. It's just a little bit of frustration around like, okay, get the stall out and then move the camera and like try and set it up and that. So yeah, um, now there is a game on Steam called uh, PC Builder Simulator, which I could actually see as like a training tool. Okay. Um, cool. obviously you know car mechanic chef. You can kind of get a sense of the job set, but I really wouldn't call it a, a consider it like a training tool. Mm. But PC yeah. building simulator might be the one that you know would probably the, be the most beneficial in VR. It, it doesn't say VR on there, but that doesn't mean it can't come to it soon. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, the the other one I do want to try is uh, I think it's from the same developers. They did Vacation Simulator, which in this day and age where you know you're not really supposed to leave your home. And uh, you can't fly to different countries because of the pandemic, and that uh, that might be a better option at the moment. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. Must be on the I'm pretty sure that's a PSVR game as well. So I'm gonna uh, look into to buying that. So once I've finished, which it, it'll be interesting, you know, do 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 the job simulator, do all the four different jobs, and then jump into Vacation Simulator where I can I, I assume I can relax a little bit more. I I wonder what the um, like game mechanics and and that of uh, that sort of thing are because you'd still have to complete a level to like get through. So I wonder what that sort of looks like. Uh, I don't know much about the vacation simulator game. I just know that there is one. So we'll see. Um, what's the other thing? Uh, yeah, I got uh, Untitled Goose Game today. Uh, I did stream about I think it's about half an hour, forty minutes of it. Um, have you played any of it? 
Um, yeah, I played a bit of it when it hit uh, Game Pass. I was actually wanted to watch that stream, but I was still at work, so I couldn't catch it. Okay, someone did jump in, so it must have been somebody else that, that watched. Um, yeah, I'll probably put that... Uh, I'll put it on YouTube, and then I'll, I'll send it to you once uh, once that's up. So, uh, I might stream some more of it tomorrow. Um, I've got a little bit of a time. I've got a little bit of time over the next couple of days, so I might stream some more of it. It's a really interesting mix of, like, the game made me laugh a good chunk, which is what I wanted from it. Um, so you can certainly do some very funny things in it. Which is a uh, which is a big point. I know that Bex has streamed some of it, and because um, she had that, what was the nickname she gave for her stream? Like Metal Goose Solid, because like yeah, the, Metal Goose Solid. Yeah, because the she was using like the Metal Goose Solid snake um, box and that that you can you can hide in. So uh, see, Be- Bex has done more with Metal Goose Solid than <laughs> than Konami has done for like five years. Uh, so yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, I know a lot of people have enjoyed the game. I've seen like other clips here and there of, of people that have played it, and uh, it seems to be a lot of fun. It, it's one of them, it's a really interesting blend of you can have a really good fun time with it, but you kind of okay to actually progress. Okay, how do you figure out how to do this certain thing? But it's also the combination of figuring out how to do something can also be funny as well. <laughs> and uh, I, I really really liked it. It took me it took me you know a little bit of time to get used to the the mechanics, even though they are kind of basic it's still a new set of controls and you know i haven't exactly played as a as a geese in a game before so um it was uh, it, it was something a little bit to get used to but once once you did it was it was all right uh it was quite good so do you have any intentions to, like go back to it or anything uh not really no i mean it was a fun you know little Definitely i consider it more like yeah. a tech demo than anything else i mean it has game elements to it but it was more of like you know this was a fun this was funny for like ten minutes and then I just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Did you com- what? Uh. How far did you get in it? Do you remember? I honestly don't remember. It was a very long time ago. Okay. Because the first one that you do is like this guy in his garden and you have to steal a bunch of stuff from that. So. I think I finished that one, but I don't think I managed much past the second level. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to going back that back to that tomorrow. That's that's a good game for me to stream, I think as well. Because there's there's certain games for I think each streamer has a certain game where like okay this fits the way they want to stream and the way they want to play certain things. Um, so yeah, because I do find with games I've streamed in the past that if I I mean it's quite awkward and annoying when you're streaming a game and you're just getting stuck on it and you're trying to figure it out and you're live and all that but uh, when you've got a game that's going along well pace wise um it definitely helps so that's probably why a lot of people um play online games for streaming because you won't really get stuck um you'll either just end the round or you won't with mm-hmm. w- w- whether it's like call of duty or destiny or whatever um you're basically you know you're going to be constantly doing something so uh, there we go, but that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Um, I'm waiting to possibly get sent um, Hitman Three, and then of course Little Nightmares Two comes out in nine days. It's on the eleventh. I think it's about nine days. Yeah, uh, it's the second of February today. So, uh, looking forward to to seeing to seeing those once uh, I hopefully get to play those. But yeah, I'm basically playing uh, Job Simulator and uh, Untitled Goose Game at the moment so uh, but that's what we've been playing let's jump into some housekeeping we'll see you for all that in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which 
is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, I did record my Man United podcast before I came uh, online to to talk to Robert and record this. Uh, Manchester United today did beat... Southampton by nine goals to nil, uh, which I think is in in one of the the new records for for the Premier League or, or something like that. I think we've won nine one before, and I know that Leicester have won like nine two, uh, but nine nil. It was four nil by half time, and uh, it's just really nice to see a team score loads of goals. So look out for that later later on. Uh, I'm going to be editing and uploading these kind of at the same time. So look out for both of those. But yes, 9-0 against Southampton. Uh, Southampton are a very good team. I will point that out. But uh, yeah, it was it was great to, to do that today. Uh, chat podcast, I talked about, um, let's just say, le- leaders from the US and leaders from the UK. So I talked about Trump. I talked about Biden. I talked about um, Boris Johnson over here. I talked about Matt Hancock and... How they're all kind of handling handling things, you know. There's a you know the new president in America, and uh, one of the I also talked about one of the um, not really questions that Matt Hancock answered because he refused to a- a- answer the question, but one of the conversations, let's call it that, that he had with um, Piers Morgan on the Good Morning Britain show, and uh, what I what I thought of that particular occasion. Talked about that. Talked about January 21, 2021 success. Uh, so we're off to a good start for the year, which is very very good. And uh, I also talked about lists as well and how successful they are for for the podcast and that sort of thing. So you can check that out. That's the chat podcast for this month. You can listen to that. Speaking of lists, I did three of them on Sunday. Uh, they're all DC related. One was the Batman actor rankings, Joker actor rankings. And uh, Batman live action film rankings. So none of the animated films. All all of the eight 
um, live-action Batman films. I did my rankings for all of those. Uh, there's a couple of other United casts for recent games. Um, I did a podcast for Season 3 of Titans because they keep adding characters. The show's already got too many characters. It was a big problem for Season 2, but they are continuing to add characters for Season 3, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, Month of Positive Creators is now finished. Um, episode 4, the last one for January 2021, uh, was for Jim Caddick. He's called uh, Cadicarus. That's C-A-D-D-I-C-A-R-U-S. Uh, Cadicarus on YouTube. Have you heard of him at all? He's relatively popular. I have not. Okay. Uh, but very, very positive person, which is the point of the series. Um, really, really like a lot of the things that he does. And he's into a lot of the same games that I am. You know, Abe, Crash Bandicoot. That that, that sort of 90s uh, PlayStation era. He's he's very well known for that. So um, you can check him out on YouTube. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, we talked about Vicarious Visions being... Um, Put on to, to make Blizzard games only from now on and no Activision games. Uh, so disappointment beyond that. We talked about Konami and they're shutting a few of their game divisions down. Uh, we also talked about Game Pass and Games with Gold, that sort of thing. Um, did a podcast for the World of the Last of Us talking about the game's future. Five different options for that. So uh, talked about that as well. But that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. I'll go first this week we do um i can't did I, I can't remember if i said this off the air or on the air but uh we talked about the games with gold last week and then i jokingly said that uh the next day from that we'll probably get the ps plus games announcements which is exactly what happened uh so the ps plus games for february 2021 you've got control ultimate edition which includes the dlc and also that that's the playable version on ps5 so i think uh, this version of Control that you can get for PS Plus, you can download it either for PS4 or for PS5. It's got the three DLC packs, I think it is, included. And um, it's available on PS5 as well. It is, I think, the only way that you can play Control on PS5 is if you get the Ultimate Edition. But you can now get it for free with PS Plus. So there's that. Uh, Destruction All-Stars, which is the sort of car game and all that sort of thing that's only on ps5 because it's a ps5 game and then concrete genie as well for ps4 um relatively good good selections here uh, it's interesting what they're doing with the ps5 games because we had bug snacks before and uh yeah now we've got a uh, destruction all-stars as well um what do you think of these selections yeah it's interesting i'm wondering if control being one of the games is a direct response from the fact that Control's part of Game Pass right now. So it could be, yeah. Um, the other interesting thing with that is there was a lot of controversy because um, that was the only way you could buy or even play or get access to uh, Control on PS5. Was it was if you played uh, paid? Sorry, I think it was seventy dollars for this Ultimate Edition. Um, and as as more of the news was coming out about different games having like the free upgrade thing that we talked about, um, like Cyberpunk's got it, I think Avengers has got it, uh, a bunch of other games have, have, have got it as well, I think FIFA had it, and some others. Um, I think Control and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War were the first two games 
to come out with these like special editions that were like seventy dollars, uh, which meant that you could play them on PS4 and PS5. Uh, so it's interesting as well that with all the controversy around that and how much the game was and like okay if you, if you already bought it on PS4 you couldn't play it on PS5 and um, the sort of uh, nature around all that but now you can actually just just get it for free with PS Plus of course uh, which is far less um, which is far far cheaper than uh, obviously the game itself um, so do you think it's a response to that maybe as well? I think it might be. Yeah. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Pro- probably to both things, what what you mentioned and what I've just mentioned. So, but the good news, if you want to play uh, Control with the, with the three three DLCs, uh, you can do that on PS4 and on PS5. Because uh, I looked at the PS Plus picture, and it's got PS4 and PS5 listed for uh, Control. So, that's good. Uh, I did do a, I think it was a spoiler-free review when the game came out in 2019 i think it was i think that was a you remember that time when um like man of maiden came out this came out uh that the control game came out i think there was that uh astral chain for switch they they all came out within like a couple of weeks of each other um so if, if you missed it within that busy period you can you can go and play it now which is good um what do you make of uh destruction all souls getting added because I, uh. I i think that game would have struggled a little bit to be honest yeah, it's kind of weird, but I don't I don't get that much anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I mean the good thing that ties that in, you know, it's an on- online game. If you've got PS Plus anyway, you can download it for free with that, and then also because you've got PS Plus, you can play it online as well. Um, I think this is a big way of maybe incentivizing, you know, the online thing for that with the you know the the new kind of PS Five audience that they've got. Um, and like, hey, if you haven't got anything to play with your friends, if you haven't bought any games and you're a PS Plus member and you have got a PS5, um, then this is kind of an entrance into that, maybe. So, that's possible. Uh, what about Concrete Genie? I, th- I think that's a VR game, isn't it? Or at least got, it has I, the I think it's got like VR support, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I've heard good things about it, but I never got around to playing it, so I might check that out. Cool. Um, I did. Uh, I didn't get around to finishing that. I did send it back, but now I can just add it to my collection. Um, yeah, I think I remember because the game's all about like painting different things. I think in the VR mode, it was like this 360 degree kind of painting thing, if I remember. Because uh, I obviously do have VR in that, as I as I mentioned earlier with the uh, Job Simulator. Um, so I think I remember doing some of that, but I don't remember if they added, like, VR support for the main game, but, uh, hey, I can download it again and, and, uh, see what they've sort of done to the game. I know that Dreams added, uh, PSVR support, the, like, creation game on, um, uh, for, for PlayStation, so I can see that being a PS Plus game at some point, Dreams. I heard that the, uh, player base was dropped off for that. It's, like, 2000 or something, which is really, really mm-hmm. low, uh, especially when there's... It's like a hundred and ten million PS4s. It's like a hundred and something, isn't it? There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. And it would make sense to put that on PS5 as well. So, if they could. Uh. But that's your PS Plus games for February 2021. I think I'm gonna grab all three of them. Um. So yeah. Uh. Cause the DLC for Control, I never played those three levels, so I got actual content to go back and play that with. Um, Destruction All Stars. I didn't have much interest with, but that's on PS5 only. And then Concrete Genie. I'll, I'll just I'll add anyway to try and finish that off. So, uh, but the big news story for this week is um, 
well i've written here google stadia is basically dead uh so the the game studio itself has been the the main studio itself has been closed down uh, 150 developers have been laid off and the service going forward is going to be third party supported so you could you could get games like um I think it was like Phoenix Rising, you could get Tomb Raider on it, I think Red Dead 2 was on it as well. Um, so basically those third party games going forward. My question with that is, I mean there's, there's a lot to get into here and kind of why this failed and like the future of you know streaming and all that sort of thing. So if, because uh, I, I understand like okay if, pe- if people paid for this already and it's not a cheap thing to to buy especially if you want like the controller and that as well that's like what 70 dollars i think for the controller and then you pay monthly or something for the service as well so there's uh there's a good bit of spend in there i suppose um I i guess the one good thing about this is like okay if this is something that you regularly play and there's third party games that you've either bought on the service because you could both subscribe to it and buy games separately on it i think depending on which which ones they were um if like you've already bought let's say four or five games on the service and you can only play those basically those licenses that you've just bought on the service i guess it's good that the service is still staying open so that you can still play those games but in terms of any kind of future for this thing i mean if you're if you're coming into this and looking at it as like okay should i invest my money in it uh, to to buy it as like a new product there's not going to be any new exclusives made for it because they're basically shutting that part of it down. And if it's only going to have third-party support going forward, instead of you buying a streaming service and then buying games and then buying a controller for it, you might as well just buy a PlayStation or an Xbox and get like Game Pass or something. And then at least, because then you won't be relying on the streaming games for the third-party thing. Plus the fact that you know there's like a hundred odd million. PS4 is already out there. There's a good amount of Xboxes out there, and for those players going forward, there's absolutely no need for Stadia because those third-party games that you might play, you can just either probably get them on Game Pass or um, ha- have them on a console where you can reliably play them better, I suppose. Uh, but what what do you think of of the news here? Uh, I think it's not unexpected. Definitely. I mean. It's, it's one of those things that I was dubious at the concept. I was more dubious at launch, and then I'm not overly shocked that it, it's failing on the level that it is. I am curious. Did you read the official statement from Google that they launched? I didn't, actually. Do, do you have it? Yeah. It is clearly written by somebody that, A, only speaks in PR bullshit, and, two, has absolutely no concept or investment in reality. Um, so the, the first paragraph, uh, paragraph alone gives it away. Uh, we launched Stadia with the goal of making your favorite games instantly available whenever you want to play them. Doubt it, but let's move on. Uh, with the recent successful launch of Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077 on Stadia, uh, doubting that, moving on. Uh, gameplay on all types of devices, including iOS, seriously doubting that, let's move on. Uh, growing our slate of YouTube integration and our global expansion, it's clear that Stadia's technology has been proven and works at scale. Bullshit. Uh, having games streamed to any screen is the future of this industry. We will continue to invest in Stadia and its underlying platform to provide <laughs> the best cloud gaming experience for our partners and the gaming community. 
This has been the vision of Stadia since the beginning. That one, that last bit, I'll accept. Because that probably was their vision. They clearly have no fucking clue how to do it. And I do apologize to the regular listeners for all my swearing, but that that just infuriates me. It's like, if you screwed up, admit you screwed up and go on. But that, unfortunately, well, fortunately for you know some people, this has just been a glaring spotlight on Google as a whole. They can barely get shit right. I mean, they made a web browser that steals all your information. They made a little smart home assistant to, that listens in on all your conversations to help steal your information better. They bought YouTube just to buy YouTube. But what have they ever done past that? Remember mm. Google Hangouts? Nobody else does. Um, Android is kind of successful in a tangential sort of way, but Google's just had failure after failure after failure. This is just another in the long list of lines. That, but that first paragraph in that statement just infuriates me because it's so much lying in it, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care if you try and fail. I will respect the hell out of anybody that tries and puts like full effort into it. And I can, I do have to admit they did try to put their full effort into it. But if you fall flat on your face, just admit you fell flat on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's the part where I mostly um, agree with you here or mainly agree with you here, which is okay. If you're going to make a service that only streams games and, because the essential breakdown of these um street these game streaming services if you cannot connect to it the whole thing is useless that renders the your entire service useless and it's it's really just comes comes down to that and when when you're boast when when you're boasting over and over and over again which they did in what did they call their press conferences uh I can't remember, but when they did that, they had a like a specific name for it. But when they did that, and then with with this statement here about like we'll continue to to, to deliver the best service, well, no, because you haven't delivered the best service. Um, and for for you to actually say that after you've kind of admitted with you know the the closure of this thing basically that you're still trying to say that you're you're making the best service is just that that's almost kind of I'm not going to call them liars, but that's all that's close to lying because. When your business has failed because of something that you've said that you're really good at, but then you continue to say that you're really good at after the thing that you said that you're good at hasn't actually worked, then like, okay, you you, you haven't really caught on to why it hasn't worked. Um, but just, I, I'm just thinking back to all those Stadia Connect, that's what it was called. I'm just thinking back to all those Stadia Connects and when they did that stage presentation and when they went on about like, oh, you can stream in like 60 frames and 8K and 4K. I'm like, just stop it. Just stop it. Um, there's going to be very, very few people in the world that are going to be able to do that. And I mean, look, if you're going to make a service that, fair enough, if you want to launch it worldwide, that that's very, very good. If you want to actually attempt to, you know, get this to the UK and Europe and America and you know, all the different countries. I like that. But when you make a worldwide service that you want people to, to pay for and it solely relies on streaming, if I'm just going to use my own experience as an example, and people know what I'm about to say. When I when they announced that they were doing, I think it was the free trial or something, and I thought, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just sign up and see if it works. And I remembered that, like, I can, okay, I can have this on my phone, I can have this on my laptop. I'll just log on to, to Stadia on my laptop and just see if it works. 
um and it just it wouldn't connect and it wouldn't load so my um your attempt to give me an experience with that service has been rendered completely uh, it's been completely voided because i'm not even able to connect to your service to even experience it so um and i mean i i've i mean myself and many many others many others i think yourself included said this from the beginning like you know it's it's just, it's just too early to to try this sort of thing and and to be completely honest, i don't want people to to try this anymore this whole streaming games thing because even sure maybe in like 20 30 40 years when technology is even better maybe it's possible then but to to me i i mean i, m- I remember when they were starting to talk about this at the beginning and they were like hey you won't have to wait you know three four hours for your games to download you can jump in instantly well i'd rather wait for my game to install for three four five six hours or you know i've i've done the whole call of duty downloads that have been a day and a half um which i've talked about on the on the podcast before i'd rather sit through those and then reliably play the game without it lagging and disconnecting and everything else as opposed to this promise of hey no matter where you are and you can play on really bad hardware and you can jump straight in it's like but it just it just doesn't work. Um, so that's that's my thoughts on the situation. How about you? Yeah, I mean, going back to you know Google's failure, I don't know if it was ever even a possibility in the UK, but I remember when Google Fiber was supposed to be you know the end all be all. Everybody has mm-hmm. incredibly high speed internet, and that was what like 2016, and we're four years down the road, and they don't even have it in 20 cities yet. Um, but if you go back to the uh, the statement that they released, the third paragraph is really where they just say why they've bailed on everything. So the third paragraph reads: Creating best in game, best in class games from the ground up takes many years and significant investment, and the cost is going up exponentially. Given our focus for building on the proven technology of Stadia as well as deepening our business partnerships, we've decided that we will not be investing further in bringing exclusive content from our internal developer team SGE beyond any near-term planned game with the increased increased focus on using our technology platform for industry partners Jade Raymond has decided to leave Google to pursue other opportunities um, and it goes on a little flowery thing but that's the gist of it is we want money we're not making money so we're just going to quit mm-hmm. and Jade Raymond clearly saw the writing on the wall and BTFO'd Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's yeah, we we I think everyone kind of predicted that this would happen. Um and I mean it's been it's been a while since we've heard like any Google Stadia news and that kind of thing. Um I stopped seeing adverts adverts, sorry, on YouTube for like quite a while cuz I remember when it was first coming out and it was like, "Hey, you can stream your games instantly from Stadia and and all this and that." But even those started to slowly um stop as well uh or started to you know eventually stop um being shown as ads on on youtube um but i i don't like if you were to say to me okay matt who who would you rely to um or trust to make a, a game streaming service i don't want anybody to make one um because i i, I just want games to be you know they, I, and, and i don't know if this sounds like old-fashioned or too sort of traditional or whatever but you know i just want to turn on a console and then eat whether it's digitally um installing a game or with a disc and then waiting however many hours and then just playing the game and knowing that sure the game might crash you know if it's uh got got, got glitches and stuff but it's not gonna lag out and disconnect um 
if if I'm playing a single player game. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's just the like until it's kind of proven otherwise. That's going to be the the way I want to play games for years going forward for me. Um, what about you? Is there anybody you can think of that you'd want to try this instead? Because I'm sure there's companies that could do it. I just don't want anybody to bother trying to be honest yeah i mean i have no desire to do it but we do have to acknowledge that microsoft is making x cloud and if anybody is going to be able to pull it off it would be microsoft nothing against sony but i mean hell they how long did it take them to figure out how to change your user your game your your playstation game and tag but microsoft's had internet connected games since they launched the original xbox They've been doing internet and software for a decade before that. Their whole background is improving software. They've got enough studios under their tent that they can experiment with it. They've got enough programmers on staff that they can try to make it work. And, you know, you, you if you listen to, like, Major Nelson podcasts or a couple other podcasts, they do talk about using xCloud or whatever, and they give it flowery things. I've never had a reason to try it, so I've never tried it, even though I am an ultimate... Uh, member so i could get it um but if anybody was going to be able to make it work it would be them and that's if you know their promises deliver so Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing for me with the microsoft side i think i talked about i did try um their streaming thing uh xcloud it's called isn't it yeah Mm -hmm. uh i did i did try xcloud before when i when i signed up for ultimate because i signed up for ultimate to play ori basically uh it was it was the one dollar for three months or whatever it was uh, so i jumped in there and then i realized i did have access to xcloud uh, i tried it out on my iphone um i did connect to it i did get into i thought okay i'll just try like a kickoff game in in fifa for you know just just to see if it works uh the menus were a little bit laggy here and there um i started the actual match in that and then um as soon as i started you know did kick off and started as soon as i started passing the ball around it started just sort of getting choppy and started cutting so at least at least i was able to connect to the service but still i you know it, it's still kind of an unplayable um yeah state, and, and then i'd have to probably chalk up more to your internet connection than anything else because it did work in a sense just not great mm-hmm. um and as someone who used to live on really terrible internet when i would I remember, try to stream yeah. something um yeah, you remember those days. Whenever I would try yeah. to stream something on like Twitch or whatever, it became very, very obvious when it was something on my end and when it was something on their end. Because mm-hmm. when it was something on my end, it would work not great, but whatever. And then when it was something on their end, it would just completely. Mm-hmm. And now that I've moved into a different city and have pretty good internet, it very rarely becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of those things that you know I can usually see you know when it's something on one end or another. And, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to bet it's more your internet speed. Maybe, like, you have an older modem or an older router, so it's maybe lagging that on that end a bit. I tend to replace those every couple of three years just because the technology improves so much that it's it's honestly worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it worked a lot better than Stadia because I was able to actually connect to it, but uh, it, it still didn't quite fully work um, for me in the end. The other thing to me with the Microsoft is, like, okay, you've got these, is it 23 studios with with the obviously bethesda yeah acquisition as well um to me i would if i was well not making the decisions or whatever but 
um i would rather them put i know they've probably obviously put a lot of money into xcloud and, and that sort of thing but for me for what i would want out of microsoft is okay instead of focusing so much on that i i just want okay start getting these 23 studios to start making really good AAA video games that's what i'd like microsoft to focus on because in terms of like game pass xcloud games with gold xbox live itself how good um xbox itself is uh like how how fast it kind of loads and stuff um it's it they, they've done some really they've done some really really good jobs with job with their services and, and things over over the over the last couple of years like kind of rebuilding that part of it especially with game pass as well i definitely recognize the the value there um but now it's time to start okay you've you've said about this you know day one game pass with, with the triple a games from the first party studios i want to start seeing those games coming out um and that's that's what i'd like them to focus on and i'm sure that you know i'm sure those people are working very very hard i'm not saying that they're not but that's where i'd like to see the focus from from microsoft kind of kind of take place so um i think that's pretty much all we want to say about stadia um maybe we'll never talk about stadia again i don't know because the service isn't really gonna have anything added to it but uh it didn't work google tried another thing that didn't work that's the way it is and uh we can we can move on from that and in a few months people just i mean people have kind of already forgotten about stadia i feel because i hadn't seen anybody talking about talking about it for a long time but uh i think it will just slowly kind of completely go away and we'll see um any final words on stadia uh no just because it's an irrelevant footnote in history, much like the Ouya, which when that died, <laughs> you it had been so long you didn't even really remember it. Mm. Yeah, I heard uh, somebody mention that the Google glasses that they did as well. I remember being shown a video of those in high school, and those look really cool. But I, I think those the uh, the recycle company that I used to work for actually got a bunch of those in as a, as a recycle program. Oh. And I tried it for all of five minutes and man, those things were shit because the, <laughs> oh. the glass part that is in front of your eye is basically just a little square. I mean like a tiny square. Imagine like a cube of sugar, but smaller, like, like a third the size. That is small. And that's what was literally right in front of your eyeball displaying information. So is it like too close and too small? It's too close, too small. Honestly, as as much of it, it would have been a meme if they'd have done at least the visor size from the, the Dragon Ball Z visors, if they'd done a glass at least that <laughs> big, it might have been functional. Mm. But it was like a, a really terrible touch swipe on the side of the on the frame of the glass. So that you had to swipe awkward. yeah. Yeah, left and right with one of your hands. Um, and the the square was only in front of one eye, so if you were left eye dominant, you couldn't even use it. And it was like a really, really thin metal glasses frame to, for it to sit on your face. Um, it was it was badly designed. Whoever designed it was probably drunk at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I remember being shown a video of that in high school, and everyone thought it was like the coolest thing they'd ever seen. So yeah, yeah. You've you've given us some memories, Google, definitely. So. Uh, but let's move on from Google and talk about um, EA. They've announced... Now, I think you know a little bit more about this than me, but I will still chime in here as well. EA announced today that uh, college football is coming back, that they're bringing mm-hmm. back a college football game. Now, there was some discussion online about the whole thing with likenesses and whether or not they'll be paid for that. Um, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Um, what did you want to say about this? 
Yeah, because that gets kind of into a bit of a, a sticky thing. Um, for people not in the U.S., uh, depending on which city you're in, um, college football is almost a religion. And I'm not like being cheeky or snarky about that. I'm, I mean that very seriously. It is, for some schools, a massive cash cow. Um, for example, Ohio State University, which is one of one of ten universities that I would say the college football program is basically just the NFL amateur league. Uh, they have a stadium that holds 102,000 plus people, and on home games, it's always full, like always full. Uh, another big one is uh, Michigan. Let me pull their information up here real quick. Um, let me pull their, their football page up. That's a, that's another big one. Uh, that's another massive stadium. And I grew up in a big Ten college town where football wasn't king, but it definitely, you know, basketball in Indiana, basketball is kind of the thing, but the stadium is also massively huge at Michigan and it, it's a thing. And some of these college coaches make, you know, six, $7 million a year to be a college football coach. Um, the, the the hink with um, college football as a video game has always been player likenesses because the uh, NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletics Association, has rules against player uh, uh, student-athletes making money for whatever way they make money. And that has always been because they don't want colleges to pay students to go to their programs. Um why i i can kind of get why because then that gives like bigger schools with bigger budgets more of an advantage and at least on the college level they try to keep that all on parity um college athletes are given scholarships so they can go to college for free as an incentive to go to that school but that's really about it um so obviously with the the game coming back you can license mascot likenesses and you can mass you can license uh stadium likenesses and things like that but um player likenesses is never really going to be a thing because for one there's way too much turnover because even if you're there the whole time you're there four years um some nfl players have been with the same team for 15 years so there's always going to be that turnover mm -hmm. um the really 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 good uh football players are in college long enough to prove their skill so they can get a, uh, on an NFL team. So they're not even going to be there two. They're going to be there like maybe two years, maybe three, depending on the position. Um, so it's always going to run into a weirdness with likeness, but that's more, it's going to be more for the school than the players because it's going to be a, a lot of nostalgia um, for people that went to those colleges. Um, if we ever get to travel again, you definitely need to come over to the States and I'll take you to American college football game and you can see the utter madness that it is. <laughs> and trust me, it, it gets mental, like on a level you cannot believe. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, it's cool that it's bringing it back cause this is the first college game since 2014, I believe was the last one. Um, but we'll just see where it goes from there. It's been a while then. Yes. Well, yeah, seven years. Yeah, so mm -hmm. keep having to remember we're in 2021 now, not 2020. So, um, yep. yeah, it's interesting because yeah, they obviously have to get the the player likenesses and and those sorts of things. Um, I remember when there was a period with with FIFA, um, 
I think it was, what was the first FIFA game to do it? Either like 18 or 19, I want to say maybe. And they actually started doing like player face scans, uh, which is, you know, as as I as I kind of described, uh, they would like scan faces and that kind of things. And they, they got much more accurate likenesses as opposed to just kind of designing them um, and that sort of thing. And obviously with, you know, kits and stadiums, they have to license all that. And uh, at one point, EA made a deal with uh, the Premier League to where they'd have all the official um, like uh, names of things because they had to call because we have a competition called the Carabao Cup. And uh, they used to have to call it like the Carling Cup or something, or the mm. um, what was the other name that they gave it? Um, didn't they call it like the English Cup or something as well? You know, kind of generic name like that. Um, but uh, the, like, one of the annoying things about FIFA is um, when managers get sacked, you know, in in the real world, um, you can't update them on FIFA. So it, when when you see like substitutions coming on or you know you've scored or something and the manager's reacting, it's it's the manager that's been sacked. Um, so that's kind of a bit annoying. You'd have thought you could, you'd have thought you could have just done like a manager transfer to a different team or something. So, mm-hmm. but you can't. Uh, yeah, I've heard for a while about how one of the big issues around doing these college football games is the whole likeness thing, and uh, as you've just kind of explained as well. So, uh, it's not. Yeah, gonna be, it's and not... the weird thing is, is that in the earlier technologies of the game, this wasn't an issue because, you know, up until. PS2, Xbox 3, you know, Xbox original Xbox, the graphics weren't even good enough to make even a decent player likeness. It was more very generic than anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, and I did find in a separate article why 2014 was the last one. Uh, because in 2013, a group of college athletes sued both the NCAA and EA Sports for using their likeness without permission. Um, three years later, that group settled for $60 million. There you go. Yep. Um, but yeah, you can't obviously use things if you're not allowed to use them. So, because uh, the, the only. Um, there's a Juventus on FIFA at the moment, uh, which they lost the license to. And they're called. I, I've never known what the name's actually called. It's like Piermont Salco or something. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the team that Cristiano Ronaldo actually plays for. I'm sure you've, you've all heard of him. Um. So they they've still got uh, they've got they've had to have like different kits and they've got like this generic sort of striped kit and that kind of thing. Um, they've still got like Ronaldo's face and Ronaldo's name um, for the game, but they just can't use it, the team's name. I think for almost every other team in the game, they've got the the actual name and the badge. Because um, that was a problem with Pro Evolution Soccer for a long time. M- M- Man United were called like Manchester Red, and then Man City were called like Manchester Blue. Uh, Chelsea were called like London Blue. Because uh, they they couldn't use the names, so. Uh, but it's all about licensing and all about money, so. Yep. That's the way it is, which you know makes sense. You know these these things are brands. These people are brands themselves, uh, especially the names and the teams and, um, even things like you know the the Premier League trophy, and and that kind of thing. It it's still a it's still a license at the end of the day, so makes sense. Uh, but uh, it's not going to be a game. I'm going to be playing this college football game, but uh, it is coming back. So, do with that what you will. Uh, that's all of my news. What do you want to talk about? Well, we'll stick with uh, EA at first, um, and I don't know how much effect how much EA has has in this because they're just a publisher. But we did get the official launch trailer for Mass Effect Legendary Edition today, which is a remastered edition of the first three games in full uh, 4K Ultra HD. 
Uh, we did get a release date, tentative, obviously, um, to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on May 14th. Uh, I'm assuming at least for the Xbox and PC Xbox side, that's going to be backwards compatible and forwards compatible to the one, uh, the Series S and the Series X. The article does not specifically mention the PS5. In the article, they do say that it's going to have more than 40 pieces of downloadable content included in the package, uh, the original trilogy. It will also include improved character models, high-res textures, new lighting effects, depth of field, and other visual tweaks. Um, they say eventually they will get it to PS5 later in the article, but they don't say that it's going to be at the same time. Um the pre-orders are up. It's for fifty nine ninety nine. There's been some photos floating around on the console for Xbox saying it's part of Game Pass, but it's not clear whether it's going to be free with Game Pass or just discounted as an EA purchase. That will have to wait until May fourteenth if that's when it becomes out to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because they got the EA Play thing, haven't they? Yep. Like a lot of yeah. a lot of the back EA games are available on there, so we'll have to see if it's like free or if it's just like a discounted price. Mm-hmm. My guess is probably a discount of some kind. Yeah. So, yeah. That's one. I think if, and when I ever do get my series X, I'll probably play that because I did enjoy that original trilogy. It has been quite a while since I played it. Uh, and the, the first one, the original on the Xbox 360 had a lot of tech issues with it. Nothing. Yeah. Crashing, just a lot of pop-ins, a lot of textures not loading. Mm-hmm. It was still a fun game and playable, but to go back to that first one and see it in the full, full 4K is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a rough game to go back and play now because uh, mm-hmm. I did try a few years ago to play it. Um, yeah, I played and finished Mass Effect Two. Played some portion of three before i kind of dropped off but this will this i think i said when this initially got announced uh this will be my full kind of you know front to back um one to three uh playthrough for it which i'm which i'm looking forward to so i'll actually get to properly experience mass effect one which will be good uh i'll be careful with my choices and try and do as much as i can so that will be good uh probably on my uh, playstation 4 because i'm not getting a playstation 5 anytime soon because uh, even if i um could get one they're they're not uh actually you can't actually go and get one at the moment because there's there's so little of stock so which is uh which is a bit of a shame but uh, nonetheless i'll still play it on my ps4 it will still probably look great um but as i've always said i'm not as concerned about the massive graphical side i'm more concerned about uh how well these games play uh, i'm sure the writing and the story is still as, as good as what it was uh when the trilogy came out um wonder if they've made any sort of little tweaks to to things like that we shall see but this is this is more of like a gameplay graphics enhancement isn't it so mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah so did you enjoy when you played those games yeah the first three games were really good um the third one i actually liked the multiplayer a lot just because hmm. it was a horde mode obviously but it was also done in five rounds so you could just bing bang boom out hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, but I kind of saw it coming from how they had set everything up. And obviously, when you have so many variant choices over the course of three games, which all compound, uh, you're never going to really have a ton of individual choice at the ending. 
So the fact that they narrowed it down to three made kind of sense. Didn't get the hate that it got. Never understood that. But then again, I've never understood a lot of the hate at some things on the internet. That's, but I that's, guess some, that's the internet. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. guess some people just like being angry, I guess. They do. Um, yep. Yeah, so can't wait for that. I do hope that they bring back the uh, multiplayer from Mass Effect 3. I'm not holding my breath on it, but it would be a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's surprising to me with how popular these games are. I've I've still never been spoiled on the ending of 3. I've still never... I've seen like a, a brief clip of the start of the ending, um, mm-hmm. but then I sort of turned the video off to not spoil it for myself. But um, yeah, the game's not exactly new. It's been out for a while, and I've still just somehow not been spoiled on it, which is great. Hopefully that actually stays that way until I... <laughs> you know play the third game or the ending of the third game so uh, that should be good did uh obviously this won't this won't be included this time obviously did uh, i think it was two or three have some like connect functionality if i remember uh, i think I it was with think, um you know like the... i think two i think it was two that it was just like voice yeah. commands to where you could order your teammates for it it never really caught on yeah yeah i think i remember as well you know like the blade that you get you could like do that with your arm or something yeah if i'm remembering which doesn't sound functionally very good now that i think about it but the connect itself was functionally not very good um i'll I'll always say this about the connect right as much as you know the games didn't really work and the whole sort of you know it actually uh finding your your body movements and that sort of thing and actually syncing up to that which never really properly worked i always did like it for voice commands you know xbox go to this and pause and play and turn off and turn on um because i i like voice commands for for things i use siri a fair amount um but yeah i i I always used to um like using it for you know xbox on and off and that kind of thing so uh because i mean even with um you know you could raise your hand and like browse the menus with your hand that never worked properly uh and when you could like grab the screen and swipe it left and right that that never worked but i did like it with the voice commands so yeah um um did you see the uh collector's edition that they got going for that i saw a helmet that was about what all, all i saw yeah it's 150 bucks you get a <laughs> giant canvas cover art uh what they call a morality spinner pen and it's basically a coin with a coin inside the coin, and the inside coin spins, and then it rotates between Paragon and Renegade. An N7 acceptance lever, a letter, a full custom color box featuring the game's key art, and then a one-to-one scale replica N7 combat helmet. Hmm, cool. Hopefully it's better than the uh, Fallout 76 helmet. <laughs> Which uh, had, uh, couldn't be worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, could not be worse. Yep. Um, what what helmets can you get for games? I think you can get the Doom one, can't you? The, the Doom, Doom one. I mean, if you go to like a, a cosplay website, you can get literally anything. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like game collections, there was the the Fallout one. There was a small version of the Master Chief one. Uh, the Doom one. I think there was like a rubber head for State of Decay, or my I might be thinking it's like some other zombie game. Huh. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, those are the only ones that come to mind. So yeah, there's there's none of them that I'd really want to get necessarily. Um, not that I'd wear one of those things. I would just you know put it on my shelf and that. So, but uh, I got my I got my Ellie Last of Us figure. I'm happy now. 
So. Oh, that finally did arrive? <laughs> yeah. Have I not talked about that on the podcast? You might have. I've slept since then, but I just remember you <laughs> always being like, oh, it hasn't arrived yet. Oh, it hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, because there, there was all those orders back in um, yeah. August or July, and they all uh, half of them got cancelled. Yeah, included. I remember when you put it on the your Facebook page, but I'm wondering if it came in when we were on that break. Because if it did, then you would have just had it, and then I don't think we would have talked about it. But I honestly don't remember. I think it, yeah, I think it was when we're still on like Christmas break and that. So, but uh, yeah, I have got it. I do really like it. So, um, that's good. The only one I want to really find now is that uh, Crash Bandicoot figure, which um, well, I I can't go to the comic book shop that I used to look in it for because you know lockdown and all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know pandemic. Um, plus, they probably don't have it, and uh, I don't know. You know, the world in a in a bit of chaos at the moment. Um, but uh, I have been looking a little bit on Amazon. I've seen some other Crash Bandicoot kind of figures um, and that sort of thing. I do still want to collect the um, retro, like, um, original trilogy Crash Bandicoot figures. There's one with, like, his uh, bike outfit and his scuba outfit. Um, I've always wanted to get my, my hands on one of those, but um, they've been, you know, like a £1,000 on eBay and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, we'll see. Maybe one day. Um, I think we've got like two of them in this house, but they're probably in the loft somewhere, in in a, in a corner, buried. I don't know. So, uh, all right. Let's move on from that. Um, yeah, looking forward to to Mass Effect. Uh, do you think you'll jump in on this remaster? It depends. Uh, two things. One, if I can get my hands on a Series X by then, mm-hmm. and two, if it's something that is discounted or free as part of uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Or if I have to buy it full price. Those are going to be the two big factors. Cool. Because it's still $60, which is, yeah. you know, for that, I have no problem paying that because the, three the games, last... Yeah. yeah, Mass Effect 3 came out in 2011, so obviously a lot of time and effort and resources had to get made into getting all three of these up to speed. Ten years. Um, yeah. yeah, so, you know, the, the cost I don't mind, uh, just whether or not I have those two things, um, that's really going to decide it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to just rent it, like I do with most of my games. So, um, assuming that's an option, which it should be. So, we'll see. Uh, let's move on from that. What else did you want to talk about today? Uh, well, speaking of expensive things getting sold online, we have mm. a new record for a Magic the Gathering card. So, the card in question is the one that's always going for high dollar value. It is the Alpha Launch Black Lotus. Uh, now, for those people that don't play Magic the Gathering... Alpha was the first year that they ever printed those cards. So that game came out in 1993. Um, There were only 1,100 copies of the Alpha Black Lotus that were ever printed. And a lot of those have been lost, you know, to time or where, because, you know, that was 27 years ago, almost. Mm. Yeah, 27 years ago. Um, This part of the reason why it went so expensive was two big factors. One, uh, PSA, which is the company that does uh, grading ratings for, you know, various types of cars. So like baseball cards, collector's cards, you know, things like that. They rated it at a 10, which is literally the highest rate you can give it. Uh, The other big factor is that the inside case that the card is in was signed by Christopher Rush, who was the artist that painted the card. Oh, cool. Uh, who, is, who, has since, who passed away back in 2016. Oh. And the card has been banned from competition play for a long time because this was in the early days when ramp or when you spend mana to get more mana to get more mana wasn't really a thing. 
And this was the first ramp card because you could tap it once and you can get three mana of any color. So it was super, super powerful in terms of cards. This is why it got banned in competition. You can still play it in like for funsies and whatnot. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, take a wild guess on how much it sold on eBay for. Hmm. Well, it got signed, so that would add a lot of value. Um, it's rated. It's ranked a ten in terms of 10. the. the... So, you got, so you got those two things. Um, I'm just gonna say a thousand dollars. Five hundred and eleven thousand one hundred wow. U.S. dollars. Wow, that's that's a lot. My estimate was very low. <laughs> well, yeah, an average rank card um, with no signature can go for like fifty, sixty thousand. Um, mm. the previous record listed in the article was 250k, but it doesn't list the specifics on that. So, mm. cool, nice. Um, but yeah, it's always it's it's cool to collect things. I I didn't used to be much of a collector when I was well. I say younger. I am still young, but you know what I mean. When I was younger than what I am at the moment. Yep. But uh, I guess you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more into certain things, and I've wanted to collect like figures and and that sort of thing. So, but my my main collectible kind of items are you know fit figures of things that I really like and all that. So yeah, I've gotten away from collecting big things. I collect like the mm. Funko Pops every now and then because they're small and they're easier to transport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from what from what I understand, with my Last of Us Ellie figure, I got that for relatively cheap, which is good. So, because uh, I've seen it for more expensive prices in different places. So, um, mm-hmm. but I I was supposed to have it in August anyway. So, but that's good. Um, cool. Any other thoughts on this? Uh, no. It just I mean it falls under the category of something's worth what somebody else is willing to spend for it. And obviously the winner of that bid thought that was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the only other thing auction wise that I remember recently was um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a car auction for Meacham car autos and it was Carol Shelby's personal one owned uh, 68 uh, um, co- uh, Cobra. The, the, the famous Carol Shelby car. I forget exactly which year. I think it might have been a 65. Anyway, it, it sold at auction for like five and a half million. Hmm. Cool. Uh, but this was Carol Shelby. And if you know anything about cars, you know that name and you know how much anything with his name associated with it is worth. The fact that this is his personal car, he was the only one that owned it, made it that valuable. Hmm. Cool. Nice. All right. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the last story that I got, I always try. I like to end on a high note and a positive note. Uh, when Ori and the Will of the Wisps la- was going to launch on uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, Ori developer Moon Studios, in combination with publisher I Am 8-Bit and Skybound Games, pledged to donate 5% of the proceeds from every Switch sale of the game from December 8th to December 13th to Rainforest Trust. Uh, Rainforest Trust is a charity that works towards the conservation of rainforests around the world by establishing protected areas in partnership with local organization and communities. Uh, thanks to the high sales of the game on the Switch, and that game is perfect for the Switch, Yeah, uh, the organization was able to raise $58,000 in proceeds that they will be able to donate to charity. Sweet. Um, yeah, according to the article... The 58,000 will help secure another 29,000 acres, which is about the size of the island of Manhattan. So, pretty decent chunk of land. Um, I am 8-Bit co-owner John Gibson explained the company's reasoning for the donation back in December. Because of all the stories they tell, 
the company felt that it was imperative to do their part to protect the environment and so on and so forth, which I'm always good for, you know, a good charitable donation, good, a good charity organization. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yes, yeah, so it is, a, it is always good when you do see people that do have more power than others are able to, or will, more willing, well, not able to more willing to, uh, to do things for charity and to, to help those a bit more in need and that kind of thing. Uh, it's always nice to see because you do have, Lots of billionaires out there that are just very greedy and don't know what to spend their money on, uh, and they they don't tend to get involved with uh, with things like this. But uh, yeah, Moon Moon Studios, who's the developer of? Uh... Uh, yeah, Moon Studios is the developer. I am Eight Bit is the publisher. Okay, yeah. So both of those, um, I do like those uh, people over there. Um, I think the the two Ori games are very very good. The second game kind of evolves things in an interesting way. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do in terms of doing a third Ori game, just given where the the games end or the second game ends itself, uh, which I'm not gonna spoil, but still, um, be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, it's always good to to do something positive. Uh, I mean, we literally just I literally just did a whole series, a four episode series, on uh, positive creators, and uh, more than ever in this day and age, it's it's good to do positive things for for people and that kind of thing. So, um, which is one of the reasons that that podcast series was uh, was even made, is uh, to, to to do more positive things for people. So, um, but yeah, so like I said, it's always good with um, people that have got. Uh, the means to do, to do these things actually go ahead and and do them. So it's good. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, no, it's just one of those things that you know it's always good to see a charity get more money than they were expecting because the initial guarantee was twenty five thousand. Obviously, they were able to get more than twice of that. Um, and then you know it's going to a good cause, which is always a good thing. So mm-hmm. cool. All right, you said that was the last thing you. Had? Yep, that was the last one I had. Cool. Uh, we do have an email this week. It does go back to something we were talking about earlier, um, but we'll, we we will still address it. Uh, if you would like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or perhaps concerns about video games or anything related to Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Gary writes in and says, uh, "Do you think the Google Stadia news is a surprise to anybody?" Uh, no, not particularly. Uh, what's your thoughts on the future of streaming video games going forward? Uh, we did already talk about this, but we can kind of um, just address it one last time, I suppose. Um, I just don't want anybody to really try to stream games, because I think if you're going to be involved in games any in any way, I'd rather you just focus on developing a normal good game and just put your, your time, effort and money in, into doing that instead, as opposed to putting all the money and effort in, in, into making a uh, new streaming service so um, I do remember hearing at one point Google were going to do like a TV streaming service which we we do not need any more of because there's always there's already just too many um, but who knows maybe they would have made that and then just quit that eventually who knows but um, yeah I mean we talked about this a little bit already but um, what, what do you kind of want from that area of things I know you kind of talked about xCloud a bit yeah, again, it's one of those things that the internet infrastructure has to just get better until we can even think about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I live in the capital city for the state that I live in, and I have decent internet, um, but a lot of places don't. You get to some of the more rural states to where it doesn't have a high population. Obviously, they don't have uh, the fastest internet because financially it doesn't make sense. You know, you want to spend your money making fast internet to where there's 10 million 
10 million people living or do you want to spend it to where there's 1 million people living? Mm. That's just basic math and basic economics. So I don't have a problem with, you know, companies not putting huge infrastructures in areas where there's not a lot of people because it just doesn't make sense. But sooner or later, it is going to have to kick, uh, you know, get caught up. And anything like that is dependent on numbers. And until you can at least get 30% of your market to where it's functional as a service, you're not going to succeed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's just simple, a simple difference to me of like, okay, if I, even if I turn on my PlayStation 4 and it's disconnected from the internet, I can still play games that I've downloaded to my hard drive already. Whereas with something like Stadia, if I mm-hmm. cannot connect to it, it makes the entire thing useless. So there's, there's, that's just the difference to me. It's the same thing applies with Switch and Xbox and even like you know PC games and that that you've got downloaded. So if you can't connect to it and you can't stream it, then you can't use it. But if you can connect to something offline and still play games that you've downloaded available for offline, you can still play those games. So it's just as simple as that to me. So, But uh, that is... Uh, the end of the episode that's what we've got for you today um a little bit lighter than usual but we did have obviously a few big things to talk about um it's, it's kind of interesting because colin on uh sacred symbols talked about like uh game releases at the moment are a little bit quiet i mean m- most people are playing hitman 3 at the moment um or they're jumping into destruction all stars uh, little nightmares 2 is coming out very very soon i'm really looking forward to that that's one of my most anticipated games of the year that's probably my most anticipated game at the moment actually um which me and me and barry did an episode by the way a couple of weeks ago uh our top five most anticipated games for, for playstation 5 and that kind of thing um but yeah i'm looking forward to looking forward to that what about uh upcoming games for you what are you looking forward to playing uh of everything that's been announced nothing really um a little bit mass effect legendary but you know that's been rumored at league for a while um Nothing's really jumped out at me as a have to play. I'm probably going to catch up on a couple of backlog games in the interim. Yeah, yeah. Depends as well when um, CD Projekt Red put that second patch out for Cyberpunk. Yeah, the 1.1 is supposed to go out sometime within the next month or so. Yeah, because they put a patch out and then they put a hotfix out because they had a mm-hmm. game-breaking bug. Um, I got both of those installed, but it's the, it's the second patch that we're all waiting for in it, which is supposed to... Mm-hmm fix some things so yeah we'll maybe jump back in um after that patch has come out and and see what the game's like so because neither of us i haven't finished it you haven't either have you no cyberpunk so cool all right well we'll see what happens with that in the meantime uh you can find all the other podcasts that we do on entertainmenttalk.org for tv video games films and manchester united uh good nine nil win today uh which very rarely happens, so uh, it's good that that happened today as well. Uh, I'll be editing and uploading this and that one um, in a minute once we finish here. But look out for all that on entertainmenttalk.org. If you like what you've heard today and you want to support it, uh, support Entertainment Talk on what we're doing here, that would be brilliant. Uh, there's the Patreon page, $1 and $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply just tell people that you know about entertainmenttalk.org or for uh, entertainment talk on podcast platforms just tell them to search for that and they can get subscribed and start listening to things that would be good uh social media facebook twitter different facebook groups you can use all those and promote um or share the podcast around as well or whatever social media thing 
you use these days. That would be good. Um, if you want your up-to-date reliable TV and film news, David is, of course, posting that over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. There's a new episode to be lis- available be- to be listened to today, so go and have a listen to that once we're done here. Um, so check that out. Uh, Bex is still streaming daily at the moment over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, streaming various different things. Uh, as I said, she did play Untitled Goose Game before, so you can probably find that as well. Uh, if you want to watch me play more of Untitled Goose Game, and some other games in the future. Etalk UK on Twitch. You can search for that. And follow me on there as well. So follow both me and Bex on Twitch. That would be good as well. Uh, and that's everything. Thanks for listening. And we shall see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>